I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, we need to go to I have a dream. Honey, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is that your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew stuck with that good. Hello, good evening, welcome to another edition of your ma's favourite football podcast. The only fans football podcast, Kieran, I am taking that tagline. Because um, how many podcast, how many football podcasts does your ma listen to, you know what I mean? Probably not. A lot, a lot. A lot? Uh, okay. My ma listens to it a lot. Uh, okay, yeah. I, I didn't mean that so personally, but no, I didn't shout, shout out to Kieran's ma, who's a big fan of the podcast. At least someone is, Kieran. Um, as I said, yeah, welcome to another edition of the podcast this week. We are doing a bit of a reading in the ears, Kieran, um, on the episode. I know we, we've kind of bigged it up a bit, but the closer we got to doing it, um, Bo was agreed that it was just too far too much effort to go through the year of Irish news and stuff like that. I know we have a few bits, but it's more personal reading in the ears than anything, isn't it? Mm. Um, <laughs> Kieran is currently um, eating chocolate fingers. You're, you're welcome. The essence of professionalism. Um and yeah, so that that's on the show this week. Um, something that we did last season, Kieran, was the fanzies, um, and we're gonna we're gonna reveal our, um, I suppose, picks for the fanzies this year. We we did open it to the public last year, and it did go down the tree. But instead, we're just gonna do our own thing and go off the army because we're not really asked. All I say is the public don't get a say in the Oscars, so why should they get a say in the fanzies? Well, they are. Well, we're pitting our votes against each other, like. Oh, I know. So they'll be vote- so they the have Holly- got to say we're the Hollywood press. <laughs> you know so. Um, so yes, that's the come, and we will. Kieran, we have our end of year start of twenty twenty three. Um, first, get it out of the season of the year, even excuse me, twenty twenty three. Um, so yeah, a lot to come in the podcast, Kieran. Before we get on the way, um, I suppose you're still reading from yesterday. Uh, listen, can I just start this podcast on a note? On this note. I'd like to give a big shout out to anyone who's walking down the road with a chipper today. He was, he was, I, I seen a man walking down the road with a tea house chipper and I was like, that is the ultimate, ultimate alpha male right there. He doesn't give a fuck about all this trendy bollocks <laughs> of, of, of betting yourself come January. No, he's walking down the road with a chipper. And uh, I just want to say, was he, respect, a, stout, was he a stout fella? He was he was he was still enough, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah but okay. all I'll say is respect to any man, woman, and child not digging into the trendy bollocks. If you're carrying a crate of Heineken down the road, whether it be a crate of Heineken, a Tio's chipper, a, a spice bag, whatever. Just you know nice out of Tio's. Yeah, shout out to all those people. The but chicken yeah, gravy out of is really nice. Chicken gravy, chicken gravy. I don't few, know what he was munching on. Few Gu Johns, and I hope he's I hope he's enjoyed whatever he's munched on or yeah. munched on. With the echo those that message <clears> now. Um, uh, to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> I think the problem with people these days, and I suppose we're included, um, is they try and have too much say, or they probably care about too much, care too much about what other people are actually doing. So I, I, I'm with you in the sense where, yeah, fair balls to him, <laughs> do whatever you want. But I'm also of the opinion that if he was walking down the street with a gym bag going to the gym, Fair play to him. If he wants to better himself, you know, that's his own prerogative. Less respect for God's <laughs> Um But yeah, no, like I wouldn't agree, but I wouldn't necessarily disagree either. Just let people live is, I suppose, the point I'm trying to make. Interesting. Um, but yeah, you, you've deflected the point very well of yesterday's game, which was, of course, Do Chelsea. You know who else I have respect for? What <laughs> <laughs> happened with Gandhi? Which was, of um, course, Chelsea nil. Man City 4, Kieran, we did say we don't want this to be an FA Cup podcast. 
because there was a lot of games on this weekend and there's currently a game on now as we're sat here um, recording but um, it was a tough one for you yesterday <laughs> um, I'm depressed I'm depressed yeah I suppose I am I'm a bit upset I'm a bit upset mm. but do you know what I think we've, we've spoken a lot about it last week and if you didn't if you didn't listen last week go back and listen go back and listen yeah, because yeah. It, it essentially covers everything that I kind of want to say here mm. I, I still stand by my point last week of prove it put your money where your mouth is and stand by Potter after second two Mm. Let's see what happens. That's all. That's that's all I have to say. It's it's a four 0 loss, and to be honest with you, it might get worse before it gets better. Mm. Um, and I can't really see light at the end of the tunnel, which is very very. It's it's very morbid, but it's mm. it's it's true. I don't think this season's going to be good. I don't think it's going to be. There mightn't be anything to sort of cling to for the first time in a long time, and maybe Neil is a Chelsea fan, but yeah. Sometimes you just have to take the hard blows to to get the success at the end, I suppose. But, mm. Well, um, it's, it's essentially, if you stick by Potter, it's, it's changing the culture at Chelsea, isn't it? That's mm. I think that's one of the big points about it is um, if he does stay and, you know, we're led to believe, obviously, I say that as if we have any sources within the English football pyramid, um, if he does stay, it's it's going to be that for a while and you don't know how long it's going to be. I, I, I personally, I'm not sure if he will last, but... Um, I would agree. If you if you're gonna build up a project and if you're trying to change the culture of a club, um, you have to kind of stick stick it out for the time being. Anyways, um, I think a lot of Chelsea fans are spoiled as well, and mm. like that'd be all the people you hear in the stadium chanting for a brand vision too. For you know, just like they're gone now. You know, you can't, you can't really you can't really cling to the past, and you have to expect, move on. Expect yeah, expect them yeah. to come back. You know, I think there's a lot of. There's a lot of uncertainty, and that that might worry a lot of people or a lot of fans, a lot of Chelsea fans, and it worries me as well. But to be honest with you, I think you just have to man up and take on the chin and just get rid of all this these shit players and the ones that have attitude problems, and maybe stick by Potter. But he, he, you can stick by him for the next year and a half and see what happens, and he mightn't turn out to be the right man. But I think it's something worth trying for, in my opinion. Yeah, we look at Friday's game real quick, which was Manchester United three, Everton one. Um, a Connor Cody masterclass in many way gets the goal from a De Gea mistake, and then um, scores an own goal as well, which wasn't very characteristic of him. United win three one in the end, as we said, a good win for them. I think they potentially could go far in this competition. Um, I don't think there's no reason why they shouldn't either. They have got a good side. The rumours of Wout Weghorst too. We started the year, I suppose it's a nice way of tying it on the, um or tying it all together, excuse me. Um is the fact that we started the year of Tom Wout Weghorst going to Burnley, but yeah, it looks like he's going to United. Um and then there was a few games on Saturday as well, Kieran, I'll be honest. I've had me fix in this FA Cup. Um It's quite <clears throat> do you know what? it's quite different to watch FA Cup games, but also it's it goes on quite a long time and during the weekend you kind of just want to be over yeah so <laughs> like for example right yeah, now we're, like, watching, we're watching Arsenal and Oxford here and it looks ah oh, that wasn't a foul but it's one of those things where I was looking at it all day Saturday and then it was it was on on Sunday as well and I was sitting there going Jesus Christ when will this ever end um, Leeds got lucky as well too old didn't they yeah come back your man great save on the line for Sheffield was a not Sheffield Wednesday sorry uh, Swansea <clears throat> and then Sheffield Wednesday of course knocked out Newcastle Sven Botman's first loss, first loss at um, Newcastle. Um, he's been great for them. And then, yeah, Liverpool. The biggest game, one of the big, bigger games of the Cup weekend. 8 o'clock time slot, primetime TV. And they had it on ITV4. <laughs> what was the point at all? Just, do you know what, right? This pain me to say, but this feels like, this feels like the end of the cycle that um, we couldn't fucking foresee, really. Because when you're when you're when you're in the cycle and you're you're giggling here, but no, but, I'm giggling because we're both in hell. Adam. We're both oh, in hell. yeah, I know. <laughs> Look, it's twenty-two men running after a football game of the day, but um, no, obviously it does mean a lot more. But uh, look, it, it's it's one of those things that when you're in the moment, and I, I sent in that TikTok to you this morning of um, Origi getting the fourth goal against Barcelona, 
And I was like, this was peak Liverpool. This was kind of like when Allison came in, when Fabinho came in, it was Van Dijk's fourth full season. Um, we nearly won the league that, that year as well. Of course, we won the Champions League. And then the year after, we, we won the league. And then, obviously, as we're going to run through this year, we'll see Liverpool have won trophies in 2022. So, it all feels like it's coming to an end in some weird way. And look at the thing with United as well, when they were going, when they were winning things, they had to go through change and, and Fergie had to change the team. And That's what all good managers have to do. And if Klopp is to stay, and I, I'm saying that as if, I want them out. I, I, you know, Jurgen Klopp's right up there with me, man, Dave. Is there fans in terms of people I love? You see, there's there's always a cohort on Twitter, which is a cesspit. <laughs> every every fan, they yeah, talk, and it's 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 like it, people be like, it comes down to bad management, but it's like the players aren't working. You know what I mean? Essentially, Liverpool's greatness in, in recent times was down to everyone moving as a unit, everyone moving together. You know, doing jobs for each other, like. The likes of Trent and, and Robertson can't do what they've done in previous seasons because they don't have the players to go back and, and fill in their gaps when they're gone. And then that's leaving. The likes of Matip, the likes of Van Dijk exposed. And it all comes down to the midfield, essentially. When you're when you're only buying one midfielder in, what, five years, that, what do you expect? Like, you know what I mean? Um, I think there's some players in there that aren't good enough. I think going forward, the forwards we have now look at Gakpo. Nunes, Diaz, Jota, Firmino, Salah, like, that's as good as you're going to get. Really. They're, they're six of the best you're going to get. Um, well, five. Well, five and, and Nunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're only, the likes of Diaz and, and Nunes and Gakpo, they're all young. So, again, they're going to improve as the years goes on. But you need you need a foundation to build that on as well. You need midfielders to come in. And I thought Mateus Nunes came over Wolves on the day. It was immense. And probably showed exactly what Liverpool need on its on its him. And uh, yeah, that that was the game on on Saturday. And anyways, we're playing Wolves this Saturday, or not Wolves, Brighton this Saturday. And I've never looked less forward to a game in my life. Yeah, because you uh, um, well yeah, just touching on the midfield situation, Liverpool. Was it Thiago was the last midfield? Thiago was the only one signed. Yeah, more and he's uh, he's pushing thirty now, isn't he? I think he's in. I think he's thirty one or thirty two now. And yeah. to be honest with you, mm. if you look at the stats, I know you. I know you've said it to me before. You're not much of a stats guy, which I find hilarious. But if you look at the stats from from Saturday gone, he was himself, Henderson, and Fabinho were playing. I think in the game itself, Thiago had eight tackles, eight successful tackles, while Henderson had one and Fabinho had one. So it's like Thiago's in the team essentially to be that creative mind. But he's having to do Henderson's job and he's having to do Fabinho's job as well because they're just not doing their job. So it's it's a really tough position to be in. Um, but I think the battle cry is literally just to sign midfielders and well, don't, don't rely on the likes of like Naby Keita, Chamberlain, who are just never fit. You were talking about um, the, the midfield being a problem. I reckon from the outside looking in, You've just named three midfielders that are over 30. And Klopp's system... Milner's another one. Yeah, Klopp's system is a lot based on high energy and high oh, press. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Surely that's the reason why. That is the yeah. reason why. It is. That's, that's essentially... You players. That's essentially it. You need players mm. to come in. and I think Fabinho... I don't think Fabinho's quite... I think he might be 29. He could be could be 30. But, yeah, that the point being, you need you need players to come in and... And do the running. If these players, after doing as much running as they have, as much pressing as they have, the years gone by, they're gonna need someone to come in eventually to do that job as well. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll leave all the the sad stuff alone, <laughs> and we'll reminisce about twenty twenty two. Misery, misery. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know, Kieran, if you're gonna play like the real in the years jingle or something now, or I absolutely or, will. Get straight into it, Kieran. Um, January 2022. Um, I suppose it's bad to take that one. It's a year already. Um, this is our second full season of the podcast. January 2022 comes around, Kieran. 
can you look back and remember how you're feeling or what you're thinking as the new year was approaching? We were still in lockdown or a partial lockdown at the time. Yeah, so at the time, it was it was up in the air the lockdown thing because I think they they brought back the pubs for a while during Christmas. <coughs> Before Christmas, wasn't it? Before Christmas, and then they decided, hey. We're not ready yet. And then they were like, fuck it. Mm. We were putting an APM curfew on you all. Yeah. And you're going to stick to it. And that happened just before Christmas. And then obviously in January, they were like... They closed oh, down in January. They closed down again in January. They yeah, did. They January. did. Cause and then I, they reopened. Yeah, so yeah. I, I remember um, New Year's Eve 2021, I went out, went in to Mima's and it was closed at eight. Now the lovely people at Mima's, Lee, etc., the lads... Let me and stay till about nine, half nine, as it was New Year's Eve. But we had to go home. We like we had to leave at half nine. The pub was closed, obviously. Um, and then after that, I think for like three weeks, they were, they were all closed. They, they weren't open. And I think it was around the twentieth of January, twenty fifth of January, they kind of opened up again. Um, but it was a mad time. It was like it was a fucking bonkers time because, looking back on it and. We're sat here in the Potato Lodge studio and I don't want to reveal too much about the house. But in the front room here, you'll see two pictures up, or four pictures on the wall here. Mm. And two of which are about six months in between each other. And the one on the right is of me, Dave and Cottle all wearing masks in a chipper. Yeah. Shout out to Cottle. Cottle gave that to us um, for Christmas a couple of years ago. Um, And like, you fast forward to March, which we will eventually... That's me, Dave and Rory, and Amsterdam, like, you know what I mean? And it's completely different. Amsterdam only came out of lockdown then as well. I don't know if you remember that, because remember, do, we, yeah. we were going in the November. We got we got an earlier wave, and they got a later wave. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, like, that's, I suppose, that's like the local news. Um, we had AFCON, Kieran, started in January. <laughs> um, the lads of Comoros. Pure vibes, wasn't it? Uh, do you know what? I actually, I miss it in a way, because... Um, a lot like the World Cup of this year, it was just you just it was just on like it was just something to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it might have been awful, and it was awful for the majority of it. Let's be real, but you had like great moments. Remember the Comoros lads, and they all went over to the sideline and were dancing together. And then you had when I think I don't know who it was that won the penalty shootout. I think it might have been Marquina Faso or it could have been Guinea or something. But the keeper saved that, and he just did like twenty backflips. Remember that? Yeah. Like it was, and the it was mental. Was it the Ivory Coast <coughs> keeper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stephen Cocker was here early on. Yeah, he went yeah. to catch the ball. Yeah, dropped it, and then a big face. Yeah, out. and he just like it was just a meme. Yeah. And then there was obviously there was there was claims of match fixing and stuff, which I don't think the referee. Yeah, I remember he blew the whistle early. He blew, he blew it like he blew it like yeah. Um, and he was telling the players to get off and all. Um, like it was pure vibes. It was it was really enjoyable. But um, yeah, looking back on the tournament itself, I can't really remember how well Morocco did in it. Um, obviously the final was played out between Sadio Mane and Mo Salah in the in the final between Senegal and Egypt. And Senegal won it in the end, didn't they? I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. Mendy did well in the penalty shootout, <laughs> and he wasn't good since. <laughs> He's been brilliant since. Um, but yeah, I suppose that was January, and when we were when we were planning this, we we originally gave ourselves like months to focus on and all, and then we we're like, yeah, just can't be arsed with this. It was a lot to prepare, and if you've looked at real in the years and the Premiership years in particular, be like, in February, um, the country came out of lockdown. <laughs> But um, Liverpool came out as winners at Wembley. Like, it's it's ridiculous stuff like that. But February for me, Kieran, was my first out post-COVID, which was to London in in an effort to get um, tickets to a League Cup final, which Liverpool then go on to win. I don't know if you remember at the time, Kieran, but we recorded from London. The day after? The day after. Mm-hmm. I was in the I was in the bar and I was getting stared over, rightfully so. Um... Because we were there, like, ranting about Liverpool and Chelsea. It was really <laughs> peculiar when I think back. Um, but the day of the final, I don't know if you remember the gentleman who joined, myself, Dave, me man in the bar. He was a nice Tory gentleman and just hated Irish people for whatever reason. And he wasn't happy when uh, Kelleher scored. And he was even even more unpleased when Kepa blazed it over. But <laughs> that was... um. 
it was it was a weird it was a weird thing because the League Cup's strange in the sense that leading up to it, even up to the final, you're like, I couldn't care less about this. I really couldn't care about the League Cup. And then you get to the final and you're like, ah, I, I kind of wouldn't mind winning this. Because um, it's silver, isn't it? Yeah, but that, that's the thing. Mm. Um, but that's what February was to me. The League of Ireland, of course, returned as well, which I had one of the best days following Shells, which was away. I dropped it with a 2 0 win. It was a really, really good day out as well. It was the first away day, real proper away day in the League of Ireland since pre COVID. So. <clears throat> Looking back on that, I could have never imagined I'd be working for the club coming towards the end of the season. But Kieran, what does February represent for you? Uh, as a month in general, it's it's quite dark and dreary mm. and it's shy. And that's exactly <laughs> what it was in 2022. <laughs> that is all. That's all? Yeah. You, you've now news around from February. Adam, I despise February every year. And Liverpool beat Chelsea it was exactly... How it oh. summed up for me. I remember in Doyle's, I was in Doyle's for, and as soon as Kepa blazed it over the bar, the the barman is a Liverpool fan. He just started um, playing. You'll never walk alone, <laughs> and it was actually it was actually quite an emotional moment because uh, I, I don't know if it was because I was drunk at the time, but mm. Rory Rory was the, like the only person in the bar with a jersey on, <laughs> and everyone was like putting his hat. Their arms around them and yeah, 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 yeah. them. I, th- I thought that was very nice to be fair, um, because it was it was a tough loss. It was a very tough loss. Yeah, a great win for us, anyways. But we move on to March, Kieran. <laughs> um, and yeah, March, Kieran. As we said, um, if you listen to our sexist bits, you will have known that we were in Amsterdam, Kieran. Come March, yeah. So I think the highlight for me, Kieran, in Amsterdam was probably, um, the day of it was Ajax playing. PSV or something in the derby wasn't it and we went out we, we, we told I think I told a few people we were going to the game Yeah. and then people were like oh no way that's bad and I was like oh yeah yeah and then we, we walked around for a good two hours remember we walked around for ages trying to find a pub with the match on and every pub we went into was like yeah no I'm not showing it full as well and then there was yeah there was the opposite would have been there was pubs that were full and you just couldn't get into it mm-hmm. so we found one parked off spot eventually um, and we were looking at it and then I think me and you went inside the pub to stand in and watch it and we were being told to be it was like oh, oh fuck, fuck this like yeah so we sat outside and drank and looked through the window watching the match but I remember getting a picture from the game itself and it was from like the pyro and they tagged you Dave Rory and Sam and saying we're at the game and I remember I left my phone down for an hour because obviously in Amsterdam you don't have as much coverage or whatever but it was just when I looked at my phone it was about 15 minutes saying oh my god I was looking at that it was a bad game I was literally sitting there going I can't tell any of these. I'm not, I'm not yeah. at the game. So I just, I remember just going, ah, oh, yeah, it was class. And that was it. I just didn't mention it again to anybody ever. But it was a great trip, wasn't it? And of course, we went on the tour the next day to the Young yeah, yeah, Stadium. Yeah, yeah. And I remember the tour guide telling us there was a fire at the game and you, you could see the burns and the. That the was the picture I had. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was um it was a great trip, yeah. Mm. I really enjoyed the tour, I have to say. The tour was brilliant. Mm. And, and your man liked us as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we kept asking questions <laughs> and being awkward. Yeah. Do you remember you got the pictures? Yeah. We, just, we, we, we we said to him here, okay, take pictures like Oh yeah, I'll get in. We we're like ah, yeah, cool, whatever. But yeah, we move on to April then, Kieran, I suppose. The Masters was on. Yes. The Masters is always great in mm. almost every year. And um Who got the dub? Oh, was it? Was it Scotty Scheffler? Was it Scheffler? Was it Scheffler? Yeah, yeah. April for me, Carl. I went to watch Liverpool and Spurs, and this was kind of we drew. I think it was two all or one all in the game, and the boat, the boat and bus home from Liverpool that day was so grim because it was like, ah, oh, we're number not win the league now. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, we have Champions League, and then obviously we know how that went. So we move on to Maine. I know it's Carl. And before we get on to Liverpool losing things, I know you have a headline for me. <laughs> So you, you you can use the headline. Go on, go on. This is something straight out of like reading the years or Premier League years. Yeah, or something. yeah. Um, and it's it's kind of the only thing I have. But Eurovision boat on and off the pitch. <laughs> I wrote down and I said Ben's been scored for against City mm. um, to put Real Madrid through six five on aggregate. Mm. Unreal game. And Derry Leaper Leap uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Ireland. That's the Eurovision. Yeah. Well. 
something else happened to make her on. It was another. It was another cup final oh, defeat that was, that was for Chelsea at the hands of Liverpool. Um, it was another great day out. Actually, I remember we went out that night and it was just we're all buzzing. Like it, it's really hard. it's 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 a weird thing that football does to you. I know I said earlier it's only twenty two men running after the ball, but obviously it's more than that. Um, the feeling after winning the FA Cup is actually quite big. I actually do enjoy. The FA Cup as it gets to the later stage. This stage now is absolutely like painstaking at times. But um yeah, the final itself, again, another scrappy affair. Um and yeah, Liverpool win it and it, it was like um and these these would have you believe in they're the best team in the world or whatever. And like at that time, when you look back, won the League Cup, just won the FA Cup in the Champions League final and in the title race from the league. I must be. So, I was drained after the Champions League final. I was drained after the last Premier League day of the Premier League. I was drained after winning the FA Cup. I I just would love to be in the mind of I don't know like Van Dijk or Salah. These players have so much pressure on them to see what it's like to go from the elation of winning the two cups and then the absolute downfall of losing the biggest final in, in the. In the domestic football calendar, and then obviously losing the Premier League as well to Man City in the last day, which was a fucking belting game as well against Villa, wasn't it? Coutinho had them winning at one stage. So, do the match fixing now, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sky paying off Aston Villa. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things. It, it was it was a great month in terms of you know winning the FA Cup, but looking back on it, you lose Champions League. Losing the Champions League hurts much more than winning the FA Cup. Then. Um, the good feeling of winning the FA Cup that makes sense in that vein because the Champions League would have been number 7 would have been unreal yeah of course do you know Nazi mm. um, monkey pox emerged <laughs> right <laughs> in, in where everywhere <laughs> um, the leaving third started oh god and also leaving was Liverpool's hopes of winning another Champions League That's that, that was in May but I'll give it, was it to you June, was it in June was it was it started June first June probably Fuck's sake, no way. So I, I just want to put that in before you were talking. Oh, about yeah, yeah. So, Sorry. Um, no, you're right. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's such a weird one because I'd say that the mental strength it takes to come back from losing something like that, even after winning two trophies, is, is immense. And I, I'd say Liverpool are still feeling the effects of that now, to be honest. But yeah, the transfer window up in Kiron in June, as we know, out for Liverpool was Mane, out for Liverpool was Origi. I'm still wheeling, reeling, <laughs> wheeling. I'm still reeling from Origi leaving. Nunes came in. Personally speaking, Kieran, it was the month of gigs, wasn't it? We went to a lot of gigs. Forbidden fruit, baby. Forbidden fruit, baby. And it was fruity. A very fruity fruit. I thought it was better than EP. That's a bit of a controversy. That, oh, I don't know about that. I now. think the first day was pure vibes. It was, but EP is EP, man. Yeah. You know? We'll get on to EP, but Forbidden Fruit was good. Yeah, yeah. I, do you know what I liked about Forbidden Fruit? The fact you could, like, go home to your own bed after. True. You know, like, I, I loved EP, but the one thing at the end of EP that you would have liked would have been just somewhere to sleep. Like, somewhere proper sleep. I got I got slayed for snoring in the camp. Just didn't happen because I didn't fucking sleep. You were um, snoring. Um, but yeah, Forbidden Fruit was great. Kieran, have you got a particular highlight that stands out? Um... I think um, for those I love, it's good, wasn't it? It's great, very powerful. I was off my bricker at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't think I can say that on the podcast. But I just did. Um, yeah, for those I love, for me as well, was was top notch. The second day as well, we went to a little like cathedral. Do you remember that? It yeah. was like a pop up cathedral, full of love songs. It was, that was very good as well. Um, Red Hot Chili Peppers was very bad, very disappointing. <laughs> um, f- uh, Fowls was great as well. That's one thing about Marley Park. Fucking trek. And yeah. At, at the end of it all, you're disappointed. And it wasn't great, man, either. No. It, like, it was, I was really let down. They didn't by, play a good set. Yeah, and that was it. Like, that was it for June. Like, not a whole lot went on, yeah. I think. Nice summer days as well. Um, July comes around. A the 1st of July. Yeah, it was very fucking warm, wasn't it? It was the hottest year on uh, records for him, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I have a heat wave here. And heat waves of silence for Chelsea. 60 million for Kukurea. <laughs> Absolutely outrageous. And likewise for Kula Bali and Surin and all the rest. Um, 
Mo Salah signed a new contract on July the 4th, Carol. I remember that vividly because I was extremely, um, I was going to say the word that Louis yeah. Van Halle is, but I'm going to go extremely happy. Um, and yeah, that was, I mean, Sebastian Haller went to Dortmund as well, which I was kind of disappointed in because I loved the story he had at Ajax. Um, we'll get in, we'll talk a bit about Haller after a while. Yeah, and Ajax Toy as well would have been displeased with this. No, but he wanted him to go, didn't he? Yeah. Do you remember he kind of wanted him to leave? He wanted him to go to Inter Milan or something. Yeah, well, he he told us that he had signed for Inter Milan. We were like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Obviously, he didn't turn out to be true. But, um, he got 10 high road, to be fair to him. He did, but I mean, oh, he could have told you that about 10 high, to be fair. The Community Shield, Kirad, took place um, this month as well. It was the first battle between Darren Nunes and Erling Haaland. Darren comes out on top, Liverpool win 3 1. And I, I don't know if you remember being in Doyle's that day as well. Yeah, Doyle's day out. It, do you know what? Doyle's day outs, they're few and far between, but when they come around, they're good. Yeah, well, um, I actually do rate a uh, spot to watch. Yeah, match. it was I think a good spot to watch match. Yeah, yeah. The best, yeah. Points are, are decent as well. We must get out there. You can't so. advertise the And yeah, I don't know if you remember, there was a point in the game where I said, I will buy everyone a drink here if oh, Nunes yeah. scores. And obviously, I didn't think he would score because I think he had two chances in the game. You wouldn't be buying any drinks now if that was the case. He literally scored the other day. <laughs> literally scored the other day. Um, but yeah, he could be right. I think that's how my bet started was because he missed a chance. I was like, he's just not scoring. And obviously, he scores it to make it 3-1, I think it was, or 2-1 at that time. Yeah. Um, and we had the, me and Roy had the great Ronaldo debate on whether he should go to Chelsea. And obviously, it came out. Later in the press, 4-2 goes sacked that he didn't want Ronaldo because he didn't think he would add to the side. Um, and he was right. <laughs> I know he was right as well, Rory. Just, I know, Rory, if you listen to this, <laughs> I was correct. But yes, we move on to August Kiron. The Premier League comes back. Arsenal take on Crystal Palace and blow them away. And from then on, they've been pretty imperious. Yeah. Um, and the heat wave continued, of course. Mm. Um, as did Arsenal's form. And as did Burnings Haaland's Mm. Lightning form mm. at the start of the season. Scary. Scary, scary man. Mm. Um yeah, to be honest with you, I, I don't have much from August other than I went we went to Alba Fair, of course. Oh yeah. Um, myself and the lads and Dan jumped in for the podcast that day. Shout out to Dan. Um and I was there's this shout out to this fella in the kebab van in Alba Fair at half four in the morning man. indulgent in me and Ian. Um the first night we went, I think they were closing up. And he was like, what the fuck do you want, lads? And we were like, ah, oh, yeah, we'll have this. He just, like, gave it to us, like, right, get lost. We went back the next night. The food wasn't even nice. Like, we are just hungry, like, after being on the strip all night. Hungry boys. Yeah. And um, he was kind of a bit bit happier to see us this time. Obviously, he was like, oh, they must have enjoyed our food. That's why they're back. We're like, no, mate, there's literally nowhere else open. This is when we first came in contact with um, Anthony, of course, who then went on to sign for Manchester United a couple of weeks later in the kebab shop. He was the image of him. It was like, it was uncanny. It was actually terrifying when you think about it. Um, and he was actually, he turned out to be nice enough as well, to be fair to him. But uh, that was it. And we went to a wedding as well. Me and Ian, it was, it was, weddings are class, man. Very wholesome. Uh, they are wholesome. Very. I can't wait to get married one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> um, or a go to another wedding, I suppose. It's probably more likely. Oh, it's more realistic, at least. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what happened now. <laughs> but yeah, weddings are great, crack man. Like, it's just it's just a full-on session all day. Like, as if you need an excuse to drink during the day. It's, there's your excuse. Obviously, the ceremony was lovely and all. And um, I was, me and Ian were sitting at the ceremony. And this is obviously Ian's family. And there was a fella, like, playing the piano. And I think he was playing the harp as well. And he was singing. And I just said to Ian jokingly, I was like, I don't know why, I just feel like Enrique Iglesias, heroes can be like, your man's got to sing it. And then we are just sitting there, and I just started playing on the piano, me and Ian just looked at each other and went, you're having me on. And we were there, we were there singing, and we were like, I can be a hero, baby. <laughs> Cracking wedding. Uh, weddings are class. I honestly can't, like, they're so good. Like, move on, September, Kieran. EP, baby. EP. What a fucking. Oh, man. What a couple of days. What a couple of days. I thought it was, uh, for me, this was the highlight of 2022. I absolutely loved this weekend. And it was just, it was just long enough to be a satisfying uh, experience. You know, it wasn't, wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It was just, 
the poor friend yeah, yeah, about yeah. to be gone and then you were home obviously on the Monday um, do you remember the bus back absolutely knackered everyone was just like asleep on the bus and then I think the, the lads who overindulged especially were very very in bits in bits yeah um, I, I don't think we were that bad but there was a part of the bus when we were on the way back and we were all just sat back on Oh. <laughs> oh. and then we went back to your house Kieran, had chicken filler rolls and watched match a day yeah. remember Leeds got beaten 5-2 by Brentford um, I was cracking weekend Arctic Monkeys man was the only reason I, I know I know you have your feelings on them but the only reason I bought a ticket was to see them I loved them I remember when we were in we were kind of we were quite close actually from the Arctic Monkeys and when, when the card for 505 comes on and it's just a universal yeah and I was like, oh god, this is like this is like Nirvana. It was unbelievable. Um, but yeah, great. The last and rain as well. I do you know what I thought I added to it? It's I thought it made it that bit better. I don't know why. It's a weird thing, but uh <clears throat> that's that's just how I felt. Um we are gonna talk about our personal moments of the year, Kieran. Um coming up soon, of course. But this is my personal moment of the year was being on country for shells beating bells. It was and I'm not. I'm not saying this as a dig towards you, Ian, Gary, whoever's listening. It was such. It was a. It, do you know what? Without sounding like a sap, it felt like a dream come true. It was just. It was just such an experience that, um, I'll never forget, and it'll live with me forever. That whole day, the whole kind of atmosphere, like I remember walking into the ground at five to twelve because I had to be there early for the pre-match, or whatever, and you could feel the atmosphere already. It was just like there was something in the air. It was a lovely Sunday, sunny afternoon. Garrett Brooks had played his five gigs at Crow Park. The coaches were going home. I was walking down to Talca. I was going down to Talca. And it just, just felt like something big was on the prefaces of happening. And just the day itself, man, it was one of my one of the best days of my life. Just being on commentary. Whatever about the result, great result as well. But just the whole event of it all was unbelievable. Yeah, it's some baby as well, I'd say. Yeah, that, um, and it, do you know what? It just felt, it felt like because obviously, and I, I we haven't mentioned up to now, but anyone who listens knows or who knows us knows, I'd been working up to then for shows and stuff, and obviously I got the show to work for the Warford game in the cup as well, and it just felt like that was the culmination. I was with Stewie. Stewie works for T. Stewie's a fucking very good at his job. Like it was so so easy to bounce off, man. Yeah, it just felt like a culmination of everything I've worked for. You know. Yeah. Yeah, what a day. And of course, you mentioned it there, the Garth Brooks oh, concerts. God. How could you forget them? My birthday fell on one of those nights that mm. Garth Brooks was on. And I have to say, it was probably my best night out of the year. <laughs> it was fucking unbelievable. In McGowan's, of course. Unbelievable. My lady. Um, it works but as well. But you know what? The, the, um, Thomas Tusha was also sacked this month. And I think Chelsea have a habit of sacking managers on my birthday. Because mm. it always happens around my birthday and it kind of upsets me when it does happen. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, moving swiftly onwards. Uh, moving on to October, Kieran. Um Yeah, again, I, 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 don't, I don't follow too much of, you know, the goings on in the news because I feel every time I look at it, it's just dour, it's just sad. Do you know what? I was looking at stuff for this specifically. Mm. And everything's, everything's so depressing. The whole month of April, that's probably why I didn't have much rain. Yeah. The whole month of April was all murders and yeah. deaths. And it's just like... It's I, so I depressing. Like, talking about that on this, not on chance. Um, but again, my October summed up again by one specific day in October. I can't remember the date. I think it's like the 16th of October. Shells away in Waterford. Liverpool at home to Man City. Both games, 1-0. Mo Salah against City. Um... Gavin Malloy for Shells, the left back against Warford, live on TV, pissing rain to Warford. Um, Shells win in the semi final, puts them in the final of Eva. The less said about the final, the better, I suppose. But um, yeah, it was just another great day out. And it was, there was something there was something weird about when, when the match finished and Shells had won 1 0. Um, they started playing status quo, rocking all over the world. And it was just like, it was so kind of, it just happened naturally. And everyone started, you know what it's like, it's like a darts walk-on song as well. So everyone just knows it. And it was just, the atmosphere was great. The players came over, they were singles. It was just a great day out. And then obviously, coming home in the car then, Liverpool win 1-0. You're like, what the fuck is going This is unreal. Um, 
But that, that was October summer for me. Uh, you know what? It's, it's quite sad that our whole lives are based around football, isn't it? <laughs> Stop. Um, and you know what? I'll give a quick mention for this as well. Um, the Irish women qualified for the Oh, Cup. fucking absolutely. How could we yeah. forget? No, fucking absolutely. Uh, dead right I remember Milan playing Chelsea on this night. And mm. I, I, it was a dead rubber because tomorrow we got sent off. And I was like, like 20 minutes in or something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm flicking this off. The women are, the mm. Irish women are on. Um, and of course, they did qualify for Australia, and that's going to be a big occasion in 2023. Absolutely, it's going to be a good crack, I'd say. Yeah, and yeah. Do you know what? I, 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 I've often said it, and Ian often throws the question into us, Bill. If you could go back in time and stuff like that, where would you go to? And I always say 1998, uh, 1990, 1994, World Cups, Euros, watching Ireland in them, because that's what shaped the generation of football fans, essentially. And I just hope this coming year. Um, with the women's football, I hope that shapes a generation of women's supporters, or in terms of it gets the game up tenfold here. You know, more people take it up. The standard goes up. You know, from working in the game from the WNL, there's a great standard there. You know what I mean? And I'd love for it to take off even more than what it has, and hopefully it does with with the way the World Cups happening this year. But a great achievement, and we had we had got the tragedy in Cresslock as well, didn't we? Up in Donegal, and it was very fitting that a, a woman from Donegal scored the winner to secure Ireland the place in the World Cup it was a great it, it felt like a, a moment that brought the country together um, yeah. and yeah great moment yeah no you did right to bring that up um, and then of course November how could we forget the questionable World Cup in Qatar oh. um, this was the month of it the month mm. it started and I think a, a before it was all geopolitics and mm. um, everything we expect to hear about this country and to be honest with you, I thought it was a fucking cracking tournament. <laughs> yeah, come here, look at um, as far as footballs go, it was unbelievable. Bloody hell. Um, I think there were some cracking games in there. The Serbia-Cameroon game is one that sticks out to me because yeah. we all thought it was going to be shite. Yeah. I remember all the lads sat down we were like, um, this is going to be an awful be brutal, game, lads. Yeah. And of course, the 10am kickoff finally oh, delivered because it was on every day. It was the last one as well, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. And um, I think it was a Bubakar who came on for Cameroon. I think they were 3 1 down Serbia at the time. Mm. And he came on and changed the game. Yeah. And um, that's why I think he's a bit of a show for a random baller of the year, a Bubakar, because he did show up in the major tournaments. Yeah, that's but, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was a fantastic game this November. And it was, it, you know, it brightened up the month of November for me. It was something that. That made it a bit mm. better. Um, I know the Winter World Cup is a bit strange. Um, I, for but, what it was, right, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It, like, terms, the football terms, you, and obviously the ending that we had, that'll bleed into our December. The football itself was great. Look, at it's a football tournament. Like, what, what can, <laughs> not, we, we can't do anything about it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, November as well, obviously, had the final, the FA Oikon final for Shells. Um, didn't go away. We wanted it all. Um, was a tough day at the office, but a nice I, few points. Yeah, look at the, the points after it was a good day out, yeah. you know, kind of way. Um, but I do it felt like uh, for me, in anyways, it does feel like this team is going somewhere. And I'm, I'm look, I'm grateful to be playing the smallest part in it by being involved in the media in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, the World Cup came around. I mean, you just had to enjoy what it was essentially, wasn't it? And I think the final was great. The final was. December. We we've talked about this. We talked about it on the podcast. We had we had a, a special for it because we had to. The final was unbelievable. It was it was everything that you want the final to be. There was drama. There was there was that bit of jeopardy, in the sense where you were like, look, Argentina have this one. They were all over France, and then when France got that first goal back, you're like, all oh, right, they're getting a second, and might even get a third, and win the thing. Um, what an end trial. Argentina win on penalties Messi wins the World Cup it was what we all wanted hmm. what a month what, what a month December was as well with Christmas and everything as well hmm. um, it was. It felt like the first real Christmas since COVID since COVID obviously with the lads we done 12 I know you done 12 pubs as well we got 12 pubs done um, just carnage it was, it's a great I think it's one of the things you have to do isn't it Um I thought it was great yeah. crack. I, I remember. Um, I don't think I told this story in the podcast because we haven't really had a normal episode in a while. But um, when we did twelve pubs, we went to I think it was the eighth pub it was Downies, mm. and we did sort of a wild west thing. It was like a shootout with points, <laughs> and we uh, 
we said the fastest man to drink a point gets the fiver on the table. So we drew a fiver in each, right. and then there was a thirty-five euro pot. Fucking and hell! We all had to stand up and try to drink the point the fastest. So yeah. I think that was just some of that was good, great crack. Yeah, no, absolutely. We had the points with um, ourselves as well. In the Christmas Eve, yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. Eve. It, was a, it was a nice tradition. Yeah. So I have to say, twenty twenty-two, what a year! That's that's the real in the year itself, Carol. So we we'll, definitely reeled it in. We <laughs> did, yeah. We we'll move on, Kieran, to the fanzies real quick. Um, we'll just get straight into a player of the year, yeah. Kieran. Your player of the year. Um, so it was a tough one for me, but um, I've gone for Karen Benzema, and um, just um, <laughs> mainly the fact I know you're going for <laughs> Messi. <Yeah. laughs> um, I think if I was to pick one person, it would be Messi. Yeah. I think I think just we want to preface this. By the way, we've discussed it like not all. Yeah. Of them. But we want this to be like as not even debatable, but kind of we want to have a different answer for each of them, and we think for from here on in they are different for the most part. But yeah, I think Guan Benzema he had a great year to be fair. I, I have a few things written down. Obviously, the penalty we were seeing in the second leg, but he scored a hat trick um, against Chelsea in the first leg of the quarter final as well, mm. and that was at Stamford Bridge. I think that ended up being decisive because obviously Chelsea had a very good second leg. Mm. We fought back well, but. Benzema again scored an extra time so he had such a pivotal um, presence in this Champions League campaign and then again the match against City was just extraordinary as well obviously the way they won it two goals and how long two minutes it was a bit like the France-Argentina game it was a cracking game in football of course he comes away with the Ballon d'Or so I've given I've given Benzema I think he, he's a good argument um, for his performance in the Champions League yeah I think that the thing with the likes of the player of the year and stuff a lot of it comes down to recency bias, you know, and you can't forget those four, six months of the year where Benzema was the best player in the world yeah. by a stretch as well. Um, but for me, I just think Messi pips because, again, he had another extraordinary season at PSG where I think he got like 19 assists in the league season and we're going, oh, only 19 league assists. I think he got like eight goals as well. But that that's a fucking great season. Like, Obviously, his standard is much higher, but still a cracking season and then obviously wins the World Cup. What more can you say about him? You know what I mean? It's, he's just—he's probably the best ever to play football. But we move on, Kieran. Young player of the year. Who have you got? It's a funny one because no one really stood out. I thought. I nobody did stand out, but I think one man who's who's I think with player of the year, you could, young player of the year, the obvious obvious choice would be Haaland because he's young and he's mm. he's only two months older. You could be Joe. You could probably do Haaland versus Mbappe here. You could, but I think they're not that they're obvious, but I I think. They're just too good to be classed in that young player of the year category. Yeah, no, I agree. And for me, I, I've gone for a player who sort of just emerged in the last few months. I've gone for Kvar Skelia of Napoli. Oh, I'm fucking fuming you ever heard. <laughs> I think... I love... Oh. He's, he sort of shocked the world in a way because... He came Do- out of nowhere, man. Georgia has never really had a player like him. Mm. Um, from what I, what I remember... <laughs> Georgia have always been a walkover, and I, I can imagine now in international football it'd be a completely different story. So, Kvitsch, Kvart, man. Oh, Varadona. I love him, man. Great I player. love him. Do you know what? I, I'm happy to give you the walkover here. <laughs> I, I like. I picked Gavi because he played well the World Cup, and he, in general, he's quite a good player. Bow down to me. <laughs> but like, I, that's such a great show. I, yeah. I don't know how he, how we forgot about him. Only 21 years of age. So, he oh, he's, man, he's unbelievable. Um. Kvice Kvarat Skelia. He's one of three players, right, in the history of Napoli and Napoleons and n- players who have played for Napoli himself, Marek Hamsik and Maradona, who have all been personally looked after by the Mafia in Napoli. Jesus. That's like, it shows you the talent there. Like, um, don't, don't come after us, please. <laughs> um, You're talking we, to me? <laughs> we move on, Kiran, to Hero of the Year. Um, I'm going to kick us off here. I'm going to go with Sebastian Haller. Unbelievable Champions League campaign for Ajax coming into 2022. Of course, has the cancer the cancer situation um, after joining Borussia Dortmund, which was awful for him. And then just this past week, he's been back training with Dortmund. So I think he's, he's, he's a very, look, he's a great player, but he's a very heroic man to go through what he's gone through. Um, and look, at come out the other side and be back training with Dortmund. It's great to see. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've gone for Messi here because I couldn't go for him side of the year. So <coughs> I think he's a bit of a superhero myself, so I've given him here of the year. Yeah. Um, we go for teams of the year, Carl. I'm going to go with Argentina. 
Yeah. Um, I'll give you the walk over now because I've, <laughs> I've gone Argentina as well. I don't think there really was. There's no kind of argument really. No. I mean, Real Madrid maybe, but... Manager of the year, Kim. I've gone for Scaloni. I thought it was a huge achievement to bring a team like Argentina together because they've never done it in the past. So I've, mm. gone, I've gone for the young and man. To be honest with you, winning the World Cup with Otamendi at centre-half is a hell of an achievement. Yeah. I, I've gone for Eddie Howe personally because I, like, I feel like he's torn bad Newcastle players into quite good Newcastle players. Um, like Joe Linton is a prime example of that and obviously they've invested well. Yeah, we've gone for Eddie Howe there. your goal of the year? Messi versus Croatia. Um, the run he went on and in the past to Alvarez, I thought that was an unbelievable goal. Mm. The way he slowed down Guardiola. Who then, hadn't been slowed down in the tournament. And then sped him up was a touch of genius. And it was like old Messi. Mm. I've gone for Luis Chavez's free kick from Mexico <laughs> against against Saudi Arabia. It was I, I I just haven't seen a better goal than that this year, so Yeah, and obviously you can argue for Dimitri Poyet as well that one he's got oh, some guys swept. <laughs> um moment of the year Kieran, we've already discussed this. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Sean Boyd making the train against Bowes and me being in commentary. That's kind of my moment of the year. Yeah, hundred percent. I've gone for Saudi Arabia beating Argentina because I just thought it was pure memes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and at the time we were like Argentina are fucked here, they're not winning. Well, I, do you know what? Funny enough, I remember Rory because Rory had money on them, obviously. I remember particularly you and I think Dave. I think Dave and Sam as well were like. Oh, I can't believe it. And I like obviously I couldn't believe it either. I'm not gonna pretend like I knew Saudi Arabia would win. But I remember saying like, look at Spain lost first game against Switzerland in twenty ten. These things happen. <laughs> Random baller of the year crown, I'm giving it to Alexis McAllister. That's a great show. Mm. Um I've I've gone for Wu Horst. Mm. Just because I think it's funny how you know you're hurling to him. And it's fucking he was great in the semi final for the Dutch as well yeah. out of nowhere. He's, he's you know what he's he's a good player but like I don't know what United are getting at getting him it's, it's a weird one like mm. it was between him and Abubakar for me mm. number 9 Kieran on these this list of awards random moment of the year I'm going to give it to Alexis McAllister Bain from Donabay <laughs> like how do we do these things Argentina are in the World Cup final and we somehow make it about us like you know what I mean? It's a very innate Irish thing. This whole thing. It's all yeah. about me. Yeah. <laughs> Walter like, White. Yeah. It's like, this is nothing to do with us at all. We're just claiming this fella. Um, now, I do think, and I say this, we, we really do want to get Alexis McAllister's uncle on the podcast from Donabay. That's something that we're actually trying to do. So I'm not slating it in any way. I just find it funny that he's from Donabay. But yeah, that's my random moment of the year. Yeah, I've gone for him. Um... The Camaros fly keeper in the last 16 of Ascon. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> An outfield player playing in goal. I yeah. thought that didn't happen only in school. I'm Stay just... with me. <laughs> oh, Camaros were great. Um, Number 10, Jersey of the Year, Carol. I've gone Japan home because we've seen it so many times in the World Cup and I thought they were a bit of a standout team. Yeah. I, like the, I like the navy blue. I, I, I'm going for Argentina's away jersey, the purple. Oh yeah, very nice show. Um, number 11 shit house of the year Kron. do you know what I've gone for the Moroccan girl who who's triggered Ronaldo, <laughs> who's triggered Ronaldo fans oh god I can't believe you've done that <laughs> because I think oh, it's just I hilarious I can't believe you've done that oh god <laughs> how a little a little girl oh, from Morocco has gone and triggered so many people I can't believe you've actually picked that I'm being serious Why? <laughs> you've picked the child Giving Ronaldo grief, like she shit. I know, I know, no, I know, I know. I just didn't think she went viral for being shit. I know, no, I know. He's crying in his car. (laughs) Poor Ronaldo. (laughs) Um, I'm going for Allison against Everton. I don't know if you remember this, but Everton rock up to Anfield. Um, Frankie Lampard puts everyone behind the ball. He was dead right as well because nearly walked. Pickford for a lot of the game like whenever the ball came into his hands he just fall to the ground and waste time which again I'm all for it like if that game had a finish nil all Pickford probably would have been shit house of the year obviously Liverpool are going to get two goals Origi I miss you um, comes on scores assists makes it 2-0 um, 
and everything I was shot in like the 89th minute and Alistair just falls into Alison's hands and it was like poetry and mostly just falls to his knees falls onto the ground does exactly what Pickford was doing the whole game and the Anfield crowd erupts into laughter it was quite funny but Alison's my shit house of the year Kieran, last one of the year dusty baller of the year I'm going Deli Alley oh yeah someone who I've previously like lauded on the podcast Besiktas Ali um, I think it's sad I've seen him recently miss a penalty for Besiktas he's, he's, his loan's getting cancelled like really yeah yeah it's, it's gone bad from where he's my dusty baller there I think previously won by Wilfred Saha yeah I've gone for Darren Nunes I think he's been <laughs> He's been an absolute flop so far. It hasn't been a flop, yeah. Okay. Yeah, to be honest with you, he's missed so many chances. I don't know. He's scored so many goals, though. Uh, Adam. No, yeah. I, he's I'm, dusty I'm ball in here. He's not dusty at all. You were hyping him to bits. To he's be not dusty at all. I, did, I wasn't hyping him at all. That was the English media doing that. Poor that was, Adam. He's crying <laughs> in his car. <laughs> that was the English media doing that. I'm, it was, definitely wasn't me doing it. I'll, 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 I'll give him better. He's going to get better as well. We'll see. We'll he see. is now. He will. He will. He absolutely will. But yeah, that's our that's our fancies curl. <laughs> that's a our, great way to end it. It was a great way to end it, but we're not finished there, so I don't know what you're talking about. We have got um, the first and hopefully last get it out of the year. Um, we have our first get it out, and this was kind of like your thoughts on 2022, and then hopes for 2023 kind of thing. Ain't says. I miss Marcelo Bielsa. Bring him back to Leeds or give him the Ireland job. I'm being deadly serious. Delusion. Um, do you know what? I, he'd be a great Ireland manager. Yeah, but he'd never go to Ireland. I suppose Trapatoni went to Ireland, so you can't really say that. But. Um, Ian also says, which average player will I latch onto? Um, after latching onto Nunes. Jesus Christ, getting some of these here. I don't know, to be honest with you. I don't know if Gakpo is average. Nate Smith says, Rovers to win the league. Uh, okay. No. 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 Um no, Gary says <laughs> Gary has said a lot of things. Jerry says twenty two was a great year. We got back out of Gav again, got back to football and concerts, all in all a great year. Yeah, very true. Gary says eighteen million package for Joe Felix on a five month loan is scandalous. I think that's end at you, Carol. Um yeah, you're right, Gary. And to be honest with you, I don't want them, so I echo those thoughts. Gary says, What was your favourite memory of twenty twenty two outside of football? Um for me, and anyways, I'm deadly serious. I'd say being at EP watching the Arctic Monkeys Air, and just just EP in general yeah. was, was great. I, I'd echo that. Um, I think in general, um, just being back, you know, being able to do things, being alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> Gary says, "Weg horses lifting all the pots in May." Don't know about that, Gar. Does that mean all the trophies? Yeah. He also says pots and pans. <laughs> He also says prediction for what my next job will be in twenty twenty three. That's a great question, Gary. Do you know what I think Gary would be a good barista? Right, Woody says <laughs> Woody has a very host one here. He says, um the lads invite me on Shell's home and away days. I really appreciate on to the new season. Oh. Uh, that that was actually quite nice. No worries, Woodley. More than welcome. Ben Casey, shout out to his sister, of course, says the year of Charles, the toilet DJ in McGowns. Oh yeah, Charles. Yeah, no, I know Charles. You know Charles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Connor Flynn says the year at the top G. Mm. I don't know about that, Jeff. It ended badly for him. <laughs> and Gareth Hunt says bring back the Mima special, and that's that's the last of get it out. Um, we are going to be on a podcast this week here on as well. The three left feet. We've shared them a couple of times, haven't we, on the socials? Um, the great lads, um, who we work with. Strangely enough. And Kyle and Jack, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And lastly, I, I suppose we just ended on this note, Kieran. We lost, I say we lost, the football world lost Gianluca Vialli. You know, he had a very polished career with the likes of Sampdoria, Cremonense, Juventus, he won Champions League, Chelsea, he won a couple of trophies with Chelsea, he was the player, player manager there as well. Um, and he, he, he done really well with, with Italy as well, of course. He won the Euros as the assistant manager with his best friend. Roberto uh, Mancini against England last year in Wembley, which was a, was a great moment as well. But we'll, we'll just end on something that he said before. It was in his Netflix series, Una Semplica, Domanda, um, which we do advise to check out. But one of the things he said was, it was about the kind of key to happiness. And he said, listen more, talk less, improve yourself every day, laugh often, 
and help others in my opinion this is the secret to happiness i realize that it's not worth it anymore to waste time and do stupid things do things you like and that you are passionate about there is no time for anything else and i am um, yeah rest in peace to john luca vialli um he very much will be missed in the football world but yeah we'll leave it there so carol we'll leave it there so